Hello, good morning, good morning. This is Brenda Esh and Shoshana. <clears throat> Back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. Good morning. So wonderful to be here with you all. I feel very, very, very blessed and fortunate to be sitting on my cushion, talking <laughs> to everyone. And not it's so beautiful to not knowing who you, many of you are, not seeing you, but, but there we are in the Dharma all together, Un, our unknown Dharma's brothers and sisters, unknown. Well, we know each other, but we don't see each other, perhaps. And there's something so magical about that, because when we're all together now, it means we're also all together throughout the generations of Dharma brothers and sisters, Dharma practitioners, practicing together, still together. Whether or not we see, hear, taste, touch, or smell one another, whether or not the form is there, which is a very profound and simple too, both very simple and very profound teaching or or an awareness that comes as we sit and sit, the awareness of all together all the time. Whether the body, when the body is here, we see each other, we know we speak, and there is that sense, oh yes, you're here, I'm there. Almost kind of a little separation. Sometimes, it, sometimes we really get each other or understand what the other one says, or we put those walls down for a little while, or they come down but for a little while, and there's the sense of connection. But when there is no body, no form, no body, I like that. When I'm just talking to everybody, no body, everybody. There is nothing but oneness. So mysterious and wonderful. And there's no feeling of separation. <laughs> There is a feeling of being totally heard and even seen and even known. It's a very mysterious and fascinating situation. You know, often we'll cling to someone in a relationship. We don't want them to go physically. Certainly we don't want them to pass away. Oh my goodness. And may spend years, years grieving and mourning and remembering and wishing they were back so we could fix something. And, and that attachment to the form is so strong. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. Of course not. It's, it's, it's our human experience together. But somehow in those moments, especially when we sit, it's much easier. That, that all just goes away. It goes away when you sit, sit, sit day after day, month after month, year after year. And we feel that attachment dissolves as we feel the oneness without the body being there, without seeing the person in our, with our physical eyes. We may see them, feel them much more with other eyes within, but there, but there is such an awareness of us all together forever, forever, forever. Not even together, just one, just one. Anyway, 
what I was going to actually talk about today is a little bit, it's to the same point. It's to the same point. It's about not running away, staying put, being planted, not hiding. And it's a very, very interesting topic because Normally in life, we're going here, going there, coming and going, coming and going. <clears throat> and that's a part of the Zen teachings, no coming, no going. You know, when we sit on the cushion, when we're sitting, we're not moving. We don't move during the period of a sitting. So we, our body doesn't come or go. It's planted right here and we don't move our physical body. Very, very interesting feeling. On one sense, feel very soothed, very anchored. The longer we sit, we become anchored, planted, grounded. But yet, as we do that, there's also a lot of coming and going. We could see it in the mind. One idea, another idea, one memory, one wish, one hope. So a lot of movement, a lot of coming and going. And that itself is so interesting. It's part of the reason we feel so tossed in the waves of life. Can't rest. Can't take a break, a real break. Not, you know, sometimes we go on vacation. I need a break. I'm burnt out. So we go on vacation. And what do we do on vacation? We keep running around more and more. Oh, I saw this. I saw that. I did this. I did that. And a good vacation is accounted by how many things you did and how many things you saw or how many things you bought or how many new people you met. A lot of coming and going. A lot of coming and going. Looking, looking, looking. More, more, more. I want to taste more. I want to see more. I want to I want to buy more. I want to have more. I want to be more. That's our biggest sorrow. I want to be more. And, and, and that's like an itch that can never be scratched enough. The more you scratch it, the more it itches. More, 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 more. Which is almost the nature of our very world itself. Teach me more. Tell me more. Love me more. Hug me more. <laughs> more, more, more. But in Zazen, we say no coming and going. And we don't follow that mind that wants, wants, wants. We see it happen we experience it because we're sitting still with it there it is appearing in our experience but we don't really chase after it we don't dwell on it we let it do its dance and we just stay planted right here maybe we focus on the breath or a sensation or whatever we're, or a koan, whatever we're, we're using, or not, I don't like the word using, whatever we're practicing with, or in one form of practice, shikantaza, we don't, we just sit there and we allow whatever comes to come and whatever goes to go. We're not holding on to anything, or we're not returning to the breath or to the koan. We're just here. That's a little harder for me anyway but it's also a very beautiful beautiful practice these practices all blend into one another as certain so it's the coming and going 
we see eventually that that's something that we're experiencing, but we don't have to chase it. We don't have to go along with it. We don't have to put all our attention into it. It will appear, and that too will go, will disappear. Appearing, disappearing. It's the very heartbeat of life, of one aspect of life. Breakfast appears, and we eat it, and it disappears. Yum, yum, delicious breakfast. Then we get hungry again. So the, the colon is, where is that place where there is no coming and going, where we can actually rest, be still, be still and know? There's a beautiful teaching. Be still and know that I am God. or I am reality, or I am truth, whatever word touches you, be still and know. We don't know the truth by chasing that appearing, disappearing mind. That mind is like like a child going to a a circus or to the prom (laughs) or to a party. Nothing wrong with parties. There's a fine time for all of that. But when you want to be still and know who you are, where you are, why you are, how you are, then be still, sit down, let that mad mind or mad that the, the the restless mind appear and disappear and come and go and come and go, which is what it does. But be still, which doesn't mean to suppress it. It just means not to join with it, not to chase it, not to dwell upon it. Let it do its dance and you just be there still. It's very, very, very beautiful what happens as we do that. We're not rejecting the mind, but we're also not joining with it in its dances. It's endless dances, parades. It's always on parade for something or other. It's making a lot of noise. And it causes, in many of us, a lot of exhaustion, confusion, and also lostness. We get lost in all these different parades. So Sazen practice is just be still and know, because when we don't follow that, when we're just still, The knowing part comes to us all by itself because it's always there. There's that part of you that knows, of course, you know, you know everything. You know everything. You have any answer you need, you have it, you got it. It's it's right there waiting for you. But when your attention and your life energy is poured into coming and going and running and this and that, your attention is somewhere else, your Heart is somewhere else, so the knowingness has no place to land. <laughs> it's like if you met someone and you wanted to tell them something, but they're busy on the phone, on the on the computer, they're talking to this. When their attention is occupied, you can't get through to them. <clears throat> and no matter what you can wonderful things you might have to tell them, they won't they're not there to hear it. They can't hear it. 
interesting how simple it is. You know, we run for guidance and direction everywhere possible, except we don't come home to our own knowingness. We don't sit down and be still and patient, patient. You know, that's a very strange world and word, <laughs> patient in our day and age. Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> and this is the an era of impatience, especially with the computers. Boom, boom, boom. I click and my phone, I click this, I click that. In two minutes, I get this result, that result. And if it's taking too long, I'm frustrated. I'm annoyed. I'm so conditioned to be extremely impatient. Just going from one stimuli to the next. But in the moment of waiting, of patience, everything is revealed. I love that, and it's true. Patient, just not racing around, not demanding a certain kind of answer or response, just being patient and allowing your knowingness to reveal itself in its time. And it will. It has to. It wants to. It can't wait. But it's waiting for you to be ready to receive it. Your answers are there. They're waiting for you to be still, to be available, to be accessible, not to be tied up with coming and going, with the appearances and the disappearances of life. Both of them are very, very exciting and disturbing. They could be thrilling when something wonderful appears, devastating when it disappears again. We don't realize that they're all just waves in the ocean appearing and inevitably have to go back down into the ocean. Don't realize it. Somehow we, it's almost like a hypnosis. It's a mesmerism. We don't realize it. And we want always wonderful things to keep appearing and never go, never leave. Don't go. Mm. Don't die. But there's no dying. It's just appearing and disappearing and reappearing and something else appears. And then that, it's that whole cycle. So why not be in the place where nothing comes or goes? Mm. We're coming and going is gone, is subsided. And then what? Then where are you? Who are you? How beautiful. Because once you deeply live with that and taste that, no more fear of life, no more fear of death, no more fear of having, no more fear of losing, no more fear. The ultimate of Zazen practice We go to that place, no coming, no going, and we become comfortable there. We abide there. We stay there. Even in life, while things come and while they go, but this place accompanies us. So I've said maybe way too much for such a short little podcast, but it's on my heart to say this, so I say it. And I thank you all for listening. And I thank many of you for the wonderful emails. I I got a beautiful email from one woman who said she listens with her daughter. And I wanted to answer her and thank her. And that email, I cannot find the email again. So if by any chance she's listening to this, thank you. Sometimes my emails slip into virtual reality. They appear and they disappear like everything else. 
But I do try to answer every email, and I thank you for them very much. It's good to hear from you. And I wish every one of you a beautiful week. Because you know what the truth is when we do practice day by day? Every day is a beautiful day for sure. Take good care and be well. Bye.